Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for a half hour of the lighter side. I'm Jerry Podgorski. I'm going to start today's readings with a column from the collection of columns by Dave Barry. After Dave Barry, we're going to go to a, a, a historical column by uh, Mike Royko. Then we'll go back to another Dave Barry, I think, and we'll see. We, we'll end up maybe with some uh, internet humor if we still have time. I hope you enjoy the readings. You can sit back now and relax. Dave Barry called this one Quality Craftsmanship Service Contract. Recently, I was in an electronics store trying to buy a telephone that was just a telephone. I did not want the conference call feature, the intercom feature, the programmable memory feature, the coffee-making feature, or the feature, this is a new one, that displays the exact current latitude and longitude of Representative Gary Condit. All I wanted was a feature that lets you talk to the person on the other end. After much searching, I found a phone, probably manufactured during the Spanish-American War, that hardly did anything, hardly did, hardly does anything, would be an excellent product slogan if you ask me. While I was looking at the phone, a previously invisible salesperson materialized next to me and said the words that I have come to detest more than any other in the English language, except prostate exam. Those words are, you definitely should get a service agreement. In case you just got here from the lost continent of Atlantis, let me explain the service agreement concept. When you buy a product, you pay extra money to the store, and the store gives you a piece of paper. This gives you, the consumer, the peace of mind that comes from knowing that if, for any reason, at any time, something goes wrong with your product, you will not be able to find the service agreement. Most likely, you won't even remember you bought it. Your brain will be clogged with too much other information, such as how to work the inter- intercom feature. Stores love service agreements. For the same reason, you would love having money fall on your lap from the sky. As a result, when you buy a product today, you get this bizarre multiple personality sales pitch. Because at the same time the salesperson is telling you how swell the product is, he's suggesting it will need a lot of service. Salesperson, so this is an excellent product, totally reliable. You, I'll take it. Salesperson, it's going to break. You, what? Salesperson, there's this thing inside, the confabulator. You're lucky if, if that baby lasts you a week. You. So, you're saying it's not a good product? 
salesperson. No, no, it's top of the line. Totally dependable. You. Well, okay, then I guess I'll salesperson. Of course, if the uh, resonator module blows, you're looking at a $263,000 repair plus parts and labor. One customer had to sell a lung. In some stores, selling you a product seems to be merely an excuse to sell you the service agreement. Several months ago, my wife and I were shopping for a computer, and a salesperson attached himself to us lamprey style. His sole professional contribution uh, was to inform us, no matter which computer we looked at, that we would definitely want the service agreement. At one point, he took me aside and told me man-to-man that we, we especially need this service agreement because this is a direct quote. You know how women can be with computers. He did not elaborate, but the implication was that as soon as a woman is alone with a computer, she has some kind of massive hormonal surge that causes her to, I don't know, lactate on the keyboard. We did not get that service agreement, nor did I get the service agreement for the cheap telephone that hardly did anything. In each case, after I said no for maybe the fifth time, the salesperson backed slowly away, giving me a look of pity mixed with apprehension as if the product, unprotected by a service agreement, was going to explode at any moment. It's only a matter of time before we see stores that have products at at, at all, just empty aisles crowded with salespersons who glom on to you and relentlessly hector you until you buy a a service agreement. Think of (laughs) profit margin. In closing, let me stress that this column is no way intended to be critical of the retail community, especially the many fine retailers who advertise in this newspaper. If you are such a retailer and you, for any reason, are unhappy with anything, I've said, simply write me a letter explaining the problem. I'll be happy to correct it. Be sure to enclose your service agreement. Okay, I'm going now to uh, a a, a column written by Mike Royko that was published in September of 1989. He called it, I don't, two little words that yield personal happiness. So many conflicting opinions have been thrown around about America's number one problem that I went to see Dr. I. M. Kuki, one of the nation's leading experts on just about everything, to see if he had any solutions. Yes, Dr. Kuki said, the solution is to make it illegal, outlaw it completely. But the sale and possession of drugs already is illegal. Drugs? Who's talking about drugs? Well, what are you talking about? Marriage. Marriage? You consider marriage the nation's leading problem? Of course. Look at the statistics. 
It's all there. What's all there? Misery, grief, strife, discord, ir- irrational behavior, violence, crimes. Yes, the single biggest domestic problem in America is lack of domestic bliss. I'm amazed that you would say that. That is because you are a boob. Even worse, a sentimental boob. Do you realize what percentage of marriages result in divorce? I I know it's high. It is about 20 or 30%, depending on which study you read. Some say it's as high as 50%. Do you think that 20 or 30 or 50% of Americans are dope addicts? I hope not. Of course not. So we should get our priorities straight. Here you have all these millions of people experiencing the terrible misery of shaking the marriage addiction, going through the agony of divorce, withdrawal, getting zonked over property settlements, having their brains scrambled by nosy uh, relatives and friends. And who profits from this? The marriage lords, the kingpins of Splitsville. Who are they? Stores that have wedding gift listings, tuxedo rentals, divorce lawyers, counselors, shrinks, and the real estate dealers. There's a divorce. Uh, there's a divorce. The, the houses get sold and they grab their 6% commission. And there are the hair peacemakers and the plastic surgeons. Hair peacemakers? Plastic surgeons? Sure. The first thing a guy does when he gets a divorce is buy a hair piece so he can look younger. And the woman gets her face lifted. They are all part of the divorce cartel. But what about the happy marriages? Happy marriages? You know how many married people bump each other off? How many? Scientific studies have shown that it is one heck of a lot. (laughs) Oh, that's really scientific. How much is that? How much is a heck of a lot? Plenty. That's how much. And maybe more than plenty. I'll tell you this. In any year, more husbands knock off their wives and more wives bump off their husbands than crack dealers zap each other off. And that doesn't count, uh, uh, doesn't count the ones who do it legally. How do you do that uh, legally? Wives who load up Husbands with cholesterol, husbands who watch TV all night and burp uh, until the woman goes flippo and does a header uh, out of the window. Happens all the time. But I'm sure most marriages, most married people are happy with their lot. Nonsense. Go to your uh, own scientific study and you'll see. What kind of scientific study? Go to a shopping center on a Saturday. Stand outside a Kmart or a Walmart or Sears or any of them. Look at the faces of the couples. Count the ones that look happy. Then count the ones 
who look miserable. You'll see, it's 98% gloom and 2% cheer. And that 2% are probably not married, but just sneaking around on the side. But that is still no reason to make marriage illegal. I'll give you more reasons. Ulcers. You think single people get ulcers from playing tennis or going skiing? No, 90% of the ulcers are married ulcers from mortgages, commuter rides, uh, yard work, flooded basements, and fighting over why he leaves the toilet lid up and why she calls the bar to see if he's left yet. All right, I will concede some marriages are not perfect. There are abuses, but that's no reason to make all of them illegal. Sure it is. And if Congress and the president had any guts, they'd crack down and put a stop to this whole mess. We'd have a slogan, just say no to marriage. And we'd have a drug czar who would go after any wedlock users. But if people want to get married, even if it means risking their mental and physical health, that should be their right. It doesn't affect you. Sure it does. My tax money is used to pay for the divorce courts and the cops who have to break up the marital fights. True, but uh, trying to prevent people from marrying would cost even more. It would cost billions, and people would get married anyway. So the money would be wasted. True, but we'd accomplish something anyway. What? At least some of them would feel guilty. Okay, let's go back to the collection of uh, columns from Dave Barry. Here's one he called, At 17 Months, Her Music Tastes Match Dad's. You will die of jealousy when I tell you whom I recently saw live in concert, the bear in the big blue house. For those of you who do not have small children, let me explain that the bear in the big blue house is a major morning TV star. I'll go so far as to say that with his talent, someday he could be as big as Elmo. We watch his show every morning while we're feeding our 17-month-old daughter, Sophie, her breakfast, by which I mean picking her food off the floor and checking to see if it's still clean enough to eat. I like the Bears show because it meets the single most important artistic criterion for children's TV. It is not Barney. I hate Barney because he is a large, annoying, purple wad of cuteness, and his songs are lame, and some of the children on the show appear to be in their mid-twenties. They are definitely too old to skip, and yet they skip everywhere. They must have a mandatory skipping clause in their contracts, because it is their only mode of transport. If they were in a burning building, they would skip to the exits. I suspect that when they finish taping the Barney show, 
they skip behind the studio and drink gin. On, on the bear in the big blue house, there are no children, only animals. <clears throat> the main one being the bear, which I assume is a guy wearing a bear suit, although it moves in a realistic manner. So it could be an actor, actual uh, bear wearing a bear suit. The bear has various animal friends, which are played by people, people's hands inside puppets. Discussion questions. Do the hands wear the puppets when they rehearse? Or is the rehearsal just a bunch of naked hands talking to each other? Anyway, one morning we were reading the newspaper and picked, picking Sophie's food off the floor. And suddenly my wife said, the bear is going to give a live concert in Miami. The bear in the big blue house? I said, yes, she said. And we both became excited than, uh, more excited than when the Berlin Wall fell. This gives you an idea of how pathetic it is to be a parent of a small child. Of course, we got tickets to the show, which was also attended by a conservative estimate, every small child in the Western Hemisphere. There has probably never been an event where more audience members were wearing diapers than uh, other than uh, a Tom Jones concert. The Bears show was excellent by any artistic standard, except the standard, standard of being able to hear it. That was because at any given moment, at least a third of the audience was crying, was crying. And fortunately, Sophie was in a good mood. She stood on her laps for the whole show, clapping and shouting, yay, in response to everything that happened, including the announcement that flash photography uh, was prohibited. Despite the audience noise level, it was possible, if you listened hard, to follow the program. It opened with one of the Bears' hit songs. What's, what's that smell? Hey, I shouted to my wife. He's singing, what's that smell? We sang along, as did many other parents. Meanwhile, all over the theater, youngsters responded to the song by shouting, shrieking, falling down, running away, crying, babbling, rolling on the floor, sleeping, gurgling, burping, and going to the bathroom. At the end of the song, Sophie clapped her hands and went, yay! This was the basic procedure for all the rest of the songs. During the intermission, vendors came into the theater to sell I swear, helium balloons. Many children got them, which meant that the audience, in addition to not being able to hear, wouldn't, could not see. Nevertheless, we parents continued to sing along to such hit songs as Magic in the Kitchen, The Bear Cha-Cha-Cha, and my personal favorite, Otter Love Rap, a hip-hop style of song that explores the too often ignored topic of otters who love 
and the otters who love them. I don't mind saying that I was getting down to the particular song, to that particular song, and so was Sophie, to judge from her comment when it ended. Yay! It was a fine father-daughter moment, made only slightly bittersweet by the knowledge that soon enough, Sophie will want to go to concerts by some synthetic fabricated soul-free boy band. She'll want me to drop her off uh, in front of the concert and then disappear, lest I embarrass her in front of her friends by the mere mere fact of my existence. But for now, for a little while, I'm as cool as anybody she knows. Yay! Well, we have a few minutes remaining uh, that we'd like to spend with you. And I'll uh, read from a couple of, uh, uh, really a a small stack of uh, desktop uh, calendar pages uh, that have some pretty corny uh, uh, (laughs) jokes in them. For example, question, where do mermaids go to see movies? Answer, the dive-in. Question, why did the lumberjack go to the bank? Answer, he wanted to open a a shavings account. What are prehistoric creatures called when they sleep? Answer, dinosaurs. I tried to make a joke about Julius Caesar, but it was all over the place. I guess you could say the joke was Roman. Sure, I get that. It was all over the place. I guess you could say, oh, okay, because he was Roman. All right. Uh, Bells are really obedient objects. They sound off only when they're told. T-O-L-L-E-D. What musical and handy, what's musical and handy in a supermarket? A chopin, chopin list, L-I-S-Z-T, chopin and list. Okay, an officer pulled me over for driving in circles. I was just going for a little spin. Why did the cookie go to the doctor? It was feeling crummy. <laughs> These are about as corny as the ones that are in the, my, my little book that I'll share with you in a minute. The swordfish is the best dressed fish. It always looks sharp. Question. What vegetable needs a plumber? Of course, a leek, L-E-E-K. Why do kangaroos love koalas? Because they have many fine koala ties. Koala teas. Oh, come on. Uh, The woman who was hit by a car felt very tired the next day. T-I-R-E-D. 
Okay, I'm going to switch over now to uh, my this book my kids bought me uh, uh, some time ago, The 600 Funniest Dad Jokes. It's hard to explain puns to kleptomaniacs because they take everything literally. Five-fourths of the people admit they're bad at fractions. My wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward. I was excited to hear Apple might start making cars until I learned they wouldn't support Windows. Did you hear about the two thieves who stole a calendar? They each got six months. What goes through every village, over mountains, crosses rivers and deserts, and yet never moves? A road. I made a belt out of watches once. It was a waste of time. Why did the boy throw a stick of butter out the window? Because he wanted to see a butter fly. One runs around a baseball field but never moves. A fence. It takes guts to be an organ donor. I stayed up all night and tried to figure out where the sun was. Then it dawned on me. The other day, my wife asked me to pass her lipstick, but I accidentally passed her a glue stick. She still isn't talking to me. (laughs) Why does Humpty Dumpty love autumn? Because Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Did you hear about the campsite that was visited by Bigfoot? It got intense. What music frightens balloons? Pop music. Have you heard about those new corduroy pillows? They're making headlines. What do you call a dad joke when it gets old? Of course, it's a grandpa joke. A magician was driving down the street and then turned into a driveway. A kid decided to burn his house down. The boy's dad watched with tears in his eyes, turned to his wife and said, That's our son. What did one wall say to the other wall? I'll meet you in the corner. Why did you never see, why do you never see elephants hiding up in the trees? Because they're really good at it. Why do you never see elephants hiding up in trees? Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm reading an anti-gravity book. I can't put it down. What did the ocean say to the beach? Nothing. It just waved. Well, folks, I'm afraid that's going to do it for us for today. Thank you for joining me for this half hour of The Lighter Side. I'm Jerry Podgorski. And until we meet next, uh, I hope you enjoy whatever you're doing and and stay safe. Until then, take care. Bye now. Okay, I did that now, and I I will put on just a minute.
Well, there was a, now it says there's a problem with your last action. You think this is a bug. You think this is a bug. Please tell us exactly where it occurred. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. <laughs> is, it, is it recording? Like no, is it isn't. It doesn't seem to be recording. Lips it. showing up? It, it, it keeps the, the vertical red thin line just keeps moving to the right. Yep. So if I pause it, it'll stop, it's, I think. So don't hit pause, hit stop. The, the Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, let's see what happens. And uh, so I'll let it go along, and instead of hitting pause, I'll hit stop. Correct? Correct. Correct. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.